Today's podcast, we got a guy named TP, also goes by Pens, Tyler Penner. We're super excited to have him. But first, live from quarantine, we got the big man, Triple Y, from LaSalle, Manitoba. How are we feeling today, Big Two? Feeling very good. I miss everybody. I miss being side by side, six feet apart doing this podcast. But uh, it's good to see everybody's face and see how everybody's doing. All right, well, we got another guy. He's, he's becoming a regular here. We got in quarantine as well from his parents' bedroom. We got Caden <laughs> Jarvis. Jarvis, how are we doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Just before, just to clarify, not in my parents' bedroom, in the basement. No. So, okay. Moving up in the world. Well, it just looked like you were in a more uh, adult room than the last time we, we saw you on Zoom. Hey, question. We have a question from one of our followers. Uh, they're wondering if there's any hats left. There, there are hats, some hats left. Oh, okay. We'll have yeah. to tweet out which ones because I know that there's some people looking for some. All right. Well, just let me know. We got about twelve left. For those of, for those of you who don't know, Chewie's talking about hats that Seth Jarvis uh, got for the draft. Just to clarify, <laughs> I got one. <laughs> <laughs> How about those cookies? Any of those left? Those, unfortunately, are all gone. Those, like, barely made it out of the house. You guys were lucky to get some because on the car ride over, they were looking pretty good. All right, boys. So we're on quarantine. I thought it would be fun. You know, there's nothing really to talk about hockey-related. I mean, they're coming out with another jersey. Whoop-a-dee-doo. But I think it would be fun to kind of tell everybody what we've been doing on our, you know, our downtime when you're stuck inside your house. Let's start with Chewy. I'm interested on this one. I've uh, started, I took all my Halloween decorations down and now I've started my Christmas decorations and I started putting up my Christmas lights and I, it's been a battle um, to try and figure out the extension cords and then you get them all up and you realize that one string doesn't work. And then the, the house we bought, there's a really high peak and I'm a little scared of heights. So there's that to deal with. So it's been like a little bit of Clark Griswold and uh, and I've uh, done my best, but I think I'm going to end up having to hire somebody to do the high peak. So if anybody wants to earn some extra cash, uh, let me know and I'll pay you to do the high peak for me. I know a couple of guys. I, yeah, you're looking, you're talking to one of them right now. Yeah, <laughs> talking to two of them right now. Yeah. I painted for seven years. Yeah. I saw the house you painted right beside me. I didn't paint that one. Oh. I painted his old house. Oh, and, and I got paid in, uh, I got paid in pesos. Oh, I, uh, I don't know if you know that, but uh, no, I'm just joking. He bought, he actually, uh, seriously, I painted his last house for a steal of a deal. I, I painted it for, I think, 200 bucks and a guitar. Wow. So, and hey, you know what? At first I was kind of like, I feel like I'm getting chintzed here a little bit because it was a big job. Um, but no, that guitar he the guitar he gave me is like one of my top guitars. So it was a fair, fair deal. I thought maybe you were gonna say say uh, GDI apparel. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> I'm gonna a blue start wearing suit. <laughs> yeah. So Jarv, same question to you. You know, you're on lockdown. Uh, obviously you're taking down your Halloween uh 
uh, shenanigans as well. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing on your downtime. Yeah, we haven't quite got that far where we're putting up the Christmas decorations yet, but that's probably in the next couple of weeks here. Um, other than school, I've been contemplating getting a PS4. Um, so that got Jerry's attention real quick. So I've been, I've been trying to, uh, I've been trying to make the math work um, and, and trying to find a good deal here, but it's looking more and more likely that in the next couple days or a week or so that I'll probably be getting one. If you do Chewy's Christmas lights, maybe he'll buy you a PS4. Oh, maybe we'll make that. Maybe we'll make a trade like that. How much are PS4s? 220. Or maybe it's half of the PS4 then. Quarter. Well, we've made Jarvid deal already with the PS4 because we've been playing golf and there's a bunch of us now that play online. Taylor's one of them. Um, Taylor's unreal at the game. Um, Andy Zeleniak, I hate to say this, guys, but this guy's the equivalent of Tiger Woods in the game. Like he's, he's not just winning. He's winning by quite a bit. He's winning by eight strokes sometimes. So uh, we got some catching up to do, but we want to bring on more people, Jarv. So if you can get this PS4, I mean, get yeah. ready for some fun. And that's what I need. Can you find, can you find them in the pawn shop? Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Are you kidding? They're a highly, they're highly stole, <laughs> stolen product around the city. Let okay, well, what you. about you? What about you there, uh Post. You, you've talked to me and, and me and uh, 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 Jarvie about what they, we've been doing. What about you? It looks like you got something up in the background there. Well, thanks for asking, Chu. Uh, I've, obviously, I've been playing PS4 around the clock. Um, we're actually taking part in a Masters tournament. So we're going to play the Masters on the video game every day of the Masters tournament. Uh, we're doing four rounds. Not a big deal. It's going to get pretty exciting. But uh, besides the gaming, oh, and I bought a headset for gaming. Hilarious. I got a microphone. It's it's legit. I look like I know what I'm doing, and that's the main thing. But behind me, I'm glad you mentioned this. I've already got an early start on my Christmas, uh, you know, decorating season. I put up the tree the other day. You know, we're we're on lockdown. Any little thing to bring up the mood. I'm, I've been what's been I've been told I'm a moody person sometimes a uh, lots of peaks and valleys um, so why not erect a beautiful Christmas tree and try to keep some of those peaks a little bit higher so when I come crashing down into one of those valleys uh, at least I have is, a it, is it real tree. no fun fact I actually got this tree on sale one day when I was walking through Walmart wasn't even looking for a tree uh unreal prices i whatever they probably do those, in july um, yeah, <laughs> yeah christmas in july so i left walmart with a tree that was regularly like two 280 i got it for like 120 bucks unreal price came with the lights already put in the tree that saves you a lot of time but i, I put up my tree in wow. five minutes wow that's that's from box to fully tr full tree in the corner that you're seeing right now, plugged in five minutes. I even vacuumed around the tree because you know you're gonna lose a couple needles here and there. I vacuumed all the needles up within that five minute span, and I was in the festive. I you know poured myself an eggnog and <laughs> sat down with some 
some PGA golf on the PS4. <laughs> well, uh, we got Tyler Penner coming up, fellas, and I'm super excited. Talks a little bit about his junior A career, talks about his college career, and then, uh, you know, kind of goes through what he's going through right now on trying to get to play pro at some point this year. So let's get to that interview right now. Let's drop the puck. Welcome to the podcast, former Steinbach Piston. Four years with the Colgate Raiders. Now he's pursuing pro on the podcast today. We have the one, the only, Tyler Penner. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. Thank you guys for having me. It'll uh, be a little pleasure of mine to be on the podcast with you guys. Oh, we've been waiting to book this one for, what, a couple months now, right, TP? Yeah, it's been in the works. It's taken a little bit of time, but I've been trying to dodge you, and unfortunately, <laughs> quarantine's got me not being able to say no. That's right. One good thing about quarantine is people can't dodge the podcast anymore. So, first off, uh, Chewy. Chewy's on today, and we got Jarvie as well. TP, you've been, uh, first of all, is it okay that I call you TP? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I don't usually hear that one, but uh, I'll let you let you go with it. Okay, good, because I've been, I've been using that uh, for the last couple of weeks when we've been going back and forth, and I kind of <laughs> like it. Everyone calls you Pens. I'm going to call you TP. Yeah, that works for me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it at all. Okay, good. So, TP, you've, uh, let's start back in Steinbach. You played, uh, how many years were you playing in Steinbach for? I played uh, three full years there, and I was actually fortunate enough to be uh, an AP that, that year that we won the championship. So, I guess I'll say three and like a quarter years out in Steinbach. Nice. And you, uh, you played hockey against uh, the guy to the right of you, uh, a little Jarvie action, huh? Yeah, yeah. Me and Jarv had our fair share of times playing against each other. We actually played with each other for a couple of years growing up in uh, summer hockey with the Lightning there. Yeah, when we were really young, we played oh. together and then uh, against each other with Steinbach. Some battles in the old face-off dot, I remember. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I do have one, uh, one memory of Jarv, though, in Winkler when – I think he was on the power play for some reason. Don't Are we in why. front of that? <laughs> no, it was at, you actually had the puck at the point, and I'm coming out, out at you. Next thing you know, you make move to the inside, I bite fully. Then next thing <laughs> you know, you go the other way, both my legs completely out. I look around, I hear the crowd going, oh, my God. I'm just like, oh, this is horrible. And he's walking right down Main Street. I don't know if you scored, but that, that still sticks in my mind. I do remember that because that's my one highlight of my two years there. And <laughs> it was in the playoffs. We were, it was game two. Somehow we beat you when we were playing in Steinbach. So we were up one nothing. Um, and I remember making that move, first and only move I ever made in junior hockey, and then pass it down. And we ended up getting it back up to Keck, and he scored right away. But um yeah I do remember that move now that you bring it up it's on my highlight reel Jarv you probably made that move and then dumped it into the corner and made a quick well, change basically I was like power play should I be out here I was like let's get somebody else out here for sure that's what I was thinking too and you had the puck at the point I'm like he's not gonna make a move Jarv come on <laughs> the last guy too if that move yeah. went any wrong I was if I'm like going I'm the other way in the way going on a b-way this is gonna be nothing <laughs> so Tyler or TP, um, you know, you played in Steinbach. Was your was your goal always to go the college road, or was that just kind of something that came about with your years playing junior A? Uh, it was more something that just kind of came about. Growing up, I was never really, like, the all-star, so going to the dub wasn't really on my radar. 
Um, never really had that opportunity. So as I said earlier, I was fortunate enough to go to Steinbeck for that playoff run when I was 17 there. And we won that year and it was awesome. And I had a great experience. And then it was just an easy choice to go back to Steinbeck. I had a great uh, connection with Paul, the, the coach there, and then Rob as well. Ever since playing in junior hockey, it was just my plan was to go to college as soon as I started playing there because the WHL was just never an option for me. So it was as soon as I was there, it was like, what do I got to do to go to college? And then Paul and Rob and Graham were, were just great. They provide me with all the, the tools to get to where I wanted to go. And playing there was awesome. I had a great experience and, and it worked out well. I was able to go to college. So what was that championship run like for you? Like, I know you said you were an AP. Were you up for the entire playoffs or, or just for like the finals? And what was that kind of experience like for you? Yeah, it was kind of a, a crazy time because I was playing with the Thrashers at that point and we went to the finals, lost in overtime. I think it was game four of the best of five. So that was kind of defeating and it was right before spring break. And so my my family's like, all right, we got a bunch of us that were going on a ski trip. So we're like, all right, let's get home. Let's pack the bags and we're hitting the road as soon as we get home. And then on that drive home, I Paul actually gave me a call and <clears throat> it was like, hey, do you want to come come out to Steinbeck for, I guess, that spring break time? I was able to bill it out there and spend some time with the team, played, I think, two games during that. And after that, that was, I guess, middle of the second or start of the second round. I think I was able to play 10 games with them, but it was... I was out there for that one week and I thought I was just going to get sent back home and that would be it. I'd have my experience with them, but I was fortunate enough to actually be able to keep playing. And it was a crazy experience. We won the f second round against the blues. Um, and then going out to Dauphin, which was like the highly touted team. Um, they had like 97 or 98 points going into the playoffs. And I think Steinbeck had 66 at that point. So it was like, wow. Everyone was counting us out, and that was a crazy, crazy game. I think we had two double overtime wins, and then getting to win at home in Steinbeck was insane. Like, the loudest I've ever heard a building go. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it was awesome. I was just fortunate enough to be a part of that team. Well, I couldn't even imagine winning there, like, on, a, on an average night, on a Wednesday night game. That place is absolutely rocking. I couldn't even imagine winning the, like, championship there. It would have been crazy for sure. Oh, it was wild. And yeah, one of the best moments of my life for sure. And yeah, just the loudest thing ever. You couldn't hear anything. Yeah. My ears were ringing for a couple of weeks after that. <laughs> Tyler, you talked about, you know, uh, the WHL wasn't a route that, uh, you know, you kind of had planned on taking. What did you do to kind of prepare yourself for the college route? Did you take, uh, you know, the SAT scores? Did you start reaching out to schools? Like, what did you kind of do to prepare yourself for that? Yeah, so once I kind of realized that the dub wasn't really what I wanted to do, um, my entire focus shift towards what do I have to do for college and that's kind of a process that's not always easy to to go through it's you got to like go to the NCAA clearinghouse make sure that you're eligible that way um, and then yeah I had to write the I wrote the ACT which is I guess the counterpart to the SAT um, and you got to make sure you do that right right after school or while you're in school because if you wait too long oh my gosh would it be hard to get back into it but uh yeah doing that I I took those um 
was able to get a, a good enough grade that it gave me the opportunity to kind of be eligible for any school that I kind of wanted. Um, and yeah, while I was in Steinbeck, Paul, Rob, Graham, those guys were uh, very helpful for me. They, they got video for me, talked to coaches, promoted me. Um, and then my parents as well, they helped me throughout that whole process and making sure that I was staying on top of stuff, making sure that I took the right classes in high school. Um, because a lot of people don't think about that while you're in high school. It's like, ah, if I do poor in this one class, it's not really going to affect me. But you hear those horror stories where it's this guy wanted to go college, but he didn't have his like grade nine math. And then next thing you know, you're not eligible. You can't go anywhere. So just making sure that I was on top of my studies um, and giving myself the opportunity to kind of go to any college was was the biggest thing. And yeah, I was reaching out to as many people as possible, trying to talk to coaches, I mean, email, send video, kind of whatever it was to get my name out there instead of just sitting around and hoping that something was going to happen. I tried to be as proactive as possible. So I, I think it worked out well for me. I, I'm definitely not complaining with the outcome. So if, uh, if you're willing to go out there and kind of be proactive, talk to people, you'll, uh, you'll give yourself a much better opportunity. That was my excuse. I took the grade or wrong grade nine math. <laughs> As a lot of people say. Yeah, same. I, I'm still trying to finish my grade nine math. So you said that you, you know, you, you talked a little bit about spending four years in college, um, you know, going out and playing with the Raiders out in Colgate. Uh, did you always think you were going to go to dentistry school? <laughs> I knew that I was going to come up at some point on this. I, I hear that way too much. It's uh, it's a, just an easy joke yeah, to make. Where, uh, where was uh, Colgate? Is that a toothpaste school? Oh, yeah, that's that's original. <laughs> did you uh, did you take an extra credit for flossing? Oh my god! Yeah, my gums are completely great now. No bleeding, white teeth. I'm good to go. Okay. All jokes aside, though, Pens, you talked about going to Colgate. Did you choose Colgate? Were you, or was there a couple schools on your list that you were kind of looking at? Uh, there was a couple schools on my list at that point, but Colgate was kind of at the top, seeing as the assistant coach is actually from, or the old assistant coach was from St. Norbert. Uh, and so he had a good connection with Manitoba, obviously he wanted to bring in some Manitoba talent. Um, and his dad actually came out and watched me a few times in Steinbeck. And he was a, a close friend of Paul Dick, the, the coach in Steinbeck as well. So um, they had a great relationship. I, I felt connected to him being the Manitoba stuff and uh, going out there I was able to go on my visit and it was a incredible spot like beautiful campus um, great reputation it's not considered Ivy League but I'd say the education itself is is very similar to it um, but yeah it was as soon as I went out there I fell in love with the place all the the players there were um, advocates for for the place and they were just building a brand new rink too so that also helped so my first game ever there was in the brand new rink and wow was that a cool experience but um yeah once if you're like going through it and you find a place that Colgate was for me it it was instant like I knew exactly that's where I wanted to go it wasn't like oh well let me go check out these other places and they gave they offered me the the scholarship there and I was like I, I can't say no it was perfect and it was a, a great great spot for me 
DP, are you a big math guy or a science guy? I'd probably choose math over science. I, I actually was planning to go the, the whole med school route. Um, but then when I was out there at Colgate, it was just so busy with hockey and you got to take all these labs and stuff that I switched over to economics. So the math is more my, my speed right now. Hopefully it's uh, something I can do with a calculator because the mental part <laughs> might be a little slower than normal. But uh, I'd say math over science for sure. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your summer. Okay, you've uh, been training with us for a couple of years now. Uh, I imagine the connection would have been, you know, when John was working with you in Steinbach. Um, what are some things that you kind of work on in the summer and things that you're trying to, you know, bring into your game as you move towards pro? Um, so, yeah, John and I's relationship goes back probably seven, eight years now. So um, our our relationship on the ice is awesome. He, he pushes me, he knows what I want to do. Um, and then when I'm out there, I can just tell him exactly what area of my game that I want to work on. And right now it's kind of, I feel like my skating is pretty good, but my um, deception could use a little bit of work. Not like Jarvie there at the point, yep. but. Uh, <laughs> I can teach you a few things if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I go out there with Johnny and he, he shows me video. He brings up some of my own stuff and we're able to to use each other's and bounce ideas off each other and it's uh it's a good experience out there so it sounds like you have a pretty good relationship with john like uh, have you been invited over for supper i think i have a pretty good relationship with him have you been invited over to the house for supper yet or unfortunately no maybe my relationship isn't as good as i thought it was well, maybe he's trying to i think the other three here on the podcast have been invited over for supper so we'll have to maybe uh, check into what's going on here so yeah, I'm after bringing it up with Johnny. See what's up with that. You can be my plus one. We uh we had <laughs> we had pizzas when I went over. Uh, he made uh, pizzas, and let me tell you, unbelievable! Like he made it from scratch. I think we had it on like a a garlic flatbread. Oh my gosh! Oh, it was unbelievable. And then I he gave me a bunch of leftovers. I was eating that stuff for okay, a good well, couple he, days after. So I mean, yeah, yeah. try to get if you an like invite. It's it's definitely if you like dessert it. as well, he makes a mean ice cream sandwich. So <laughs> that's what I've heard. It's it this is that's not him. Like that's his wife Kara. It's got <laughs> nothing to do with John Kara. Let's put that straight. So well, no, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, John John did the pizzas. I watched him. He was he was flipping the he was flipping the dough and everything. I was like, holy cow, we got like Chef Boy or John back there. <laughs> cooking up did his ease off for me you actually see the pizza go in the oven or did, was there just an empty pizza box from the freezer oh no, it was it was i don't give him that much credit on some things but man his pizza making ability is like next level and you know the stuff that he puts on the pizza it's all like free range chickens <laughs> and stuff it's like he's not sparing anything he's like talking to the there. chickens before he puts it on the pizza so uh pens obviously we're all on lockdown right now you know, we talked a lot this summer about what you were, what your next plan was, you know, trying to go play pro. Why don't you kind of take us through um, what's going on in your life right now with that whole, uh, that whole path you're trying to carve for yourself? Yeah, it's definitely been a, an interesting summer to say the least, being in quarantine to start as soon as I got home um, and then finishing school online, that was definitely not the graduation I was expecting after four years, but uh, circumstances called for it. Um, 
but yeah, when, once uh, summertime came, it was kind of all eyes forward towards playing hockey because that's obviously what everyone wants to do. So I, I was able to get an agent that kind of was going to push me towards Europe, which is what I wanted to do originally. And unfortunately, COVID didn't really help with that whole situation as it hasn't for, for most. Um, and so I was trying to go over to kind of anywhere in Europe, but restrictions due to COVID and not letting players over, having limited spots, canceled seasons. It was a summer of just waiting, which definitely isn't great for the mental health part because you're just sitting there thinking, well, what am I going to do? Am I, am I wasting my time? Kind of stuff like that. But uh, having that connection with other people that are going through the same thing, like I had a few teammates who were also going through it. So being able to talk with them over, over the summer was awesome. And then come, I guess, September, I was approached by uh, an old coach and close friend. And he said, kind of explained to me what the, the route could be here in North America. And he was like, yeah, I could, uh, I could help you out here. Um, and luckily enough, he was able to get me a contract with Norfolk, the Admirals. And so at that point, I'm thinking, oh, this is awesome. I'm set to go. Things are working out. And then about two months later, which was about, I guess, a month ago now, um, Norfolk actually canceled their season. So it goes back to the square one where you're like, what the heck am I going to do? This is, this is crazy. And it's just unfortunate circumstance, but um, I'm not the only one going through it. And then I was actually fortunate enough to be approached by uh, Birmingham in the SP. And they, they said that they had a spot for me there and I was going to be able to play hockey this year. So as of now, that's what's going on. Hopefully things stay the same. Hopefully there's no new restrictions, knock on wood. But uh, it's been quite the roller coaster of, uh, I guess, six, seven months here just trying to figure out what what to do next wondering what's going to happen definitely has been easy but it's it's an experience i guess um looking back on your career to this you know point and the path that you took um what would what advice would you give to you know young hockey players that are just at that age maybe going in their final midget year or you know graduate what is there any advice that you would give them looking at their their futures um i guess you got to kind of balance where you want to go I know the dub route is good for, for some kids, and obviously I'm not going to badmouth that at all. I just never had that opportunity, so I can't speak to that side. But uh, like, like I said earlier, when it comes to college, it's making sure that you, you have all those courses aside from hockey that are going to give you that opportunity to go somewhere in college. And then obviously the hockey component is make sure you're doing all the little things after practice, talk with your coaches, figure out how to get better. Um, and I was actually able to do that with the coaches out in Steinbeck and John too. He gave me some skating drills while he was out there. Um, and yeah, it's just, even though it's like behind closed doors, what are you doing to, to better yourself? You can be great during practice, during a game, but it's, how are you improving? How are you trying to separate yourself from the other players? And I like to think that I, I did something along those lines, but, uh, yeah, it's just making sure that you're taking giving yourself the best opportunity and not kind of getting complacent with where you're at yeah I mean I've been on the ice with you lots there pens and one thing I've always kind of 
loved about your game is you you have fun but you you also um you know when you're doing your drills i i don't think there's any guys out there that are working harder than you that uh that one that's one thing that always stood out when i've been out on the ice with you for sure because talking about our own hockey careers um i was probably on the other side i probably took stuff a little bit too light at times and uh joked around a little bit too much on the ice sometimes so um that's a good trait to have for sure yeah it's, you don't have to take every situation seriously like you said I like having fun out there but when it comes time to work it's it's time to work so it's you got to have that opportunity to switch your mind from okay yeah we're having fun but it's also like this is what you want to do this is my life like I want to do this for as long as I can so I'm going to put in as much as I can at that time do you think do you think that mindset comes from going to college and putting in four years of hard work while balancing like your hockey career? I think that mindset probably stems from earlier, but obviously being in college, it's you need to have that regimen where it's you can have fun on let's say a Saturday night if you're playing at home, you finish your game, whatever, but come Sunday you got you got stuff that you gotta get back to work on. It's making sure you got all your assignments done because the next week it's not any easier. You got lift, practice, travel, games, um, along with all your classes. So being able to to get into that work mode and have that mindset where it's you have to get this done or else you're going to fall behind, which is the same for when it comes to hockey. Um, obviously, that, that kind of pushes that mindset even further. Last kind of thing that I have for you there, Pens, is I'm trying to say, settle a little argument here. So <laughs> I know throughout the, uh, throughout the summer, you've been skating and scrimmaging with our pro skate. Um, now, Seth says that you guys have quite a bit of chemistry out there. Now, my question for you is, if you had to pick a right winger, would it be me or Seth to have on your line? Now, don't forget our chemistry we had at Lightning. Okay, don't forget that. All right? So, I think. Yeah. So let's hear it. Let's hear <laughs> it. Give it to question. me straight. I, I don't think I can go the other way, so I'm going to say, say you, Jarv, because it's uh, we've had that connection. Obviously, I've known you for, uh, what's it been, 14, 15 years now, maybe more. Yeah. I mean, we're thinking the same way all the time. Exactly. I see you. We, we have fun. So it's uh, if someone messes up, I can probably get on you more than your, uh, your little brother there. I'd probably get mad <laughs> at him, and then he'd shy away and try and run off. 100%. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. And I also wouldn't mess up either in the first place. You just give it right back to me. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely would pick um, Seth, okay. obviously. That's why um, Chewy's my favorite. Well, he's, <laughs> he's drafted, first of all. Uh, second of all, I would pick you, Jarv. Hey, if I have somebody that we're sitting on the bench together, not getting a regular shift, I'm picking you. That was also me. <laughs> we're making jokes the entire time. So... I do like how Jarv goes into the corners, though. He's a little bit more of a grinder yeah. than his brother. Like, if you're playing with Seth, you're going to have to you're gonna have to go into the corners you're gonna, and dig that yeah, up. Yeah, you're going to have to give him so. the puck. Whereas if you're playing with me, you're going to get yeah. the puck. Or you're just standing in the front of the net uh, taking up space. That's true. <laughs> that's more <laughs> likely. If you're playing with Seth, you just got to learn how to put your hands up because he's going to score the goal. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's right. Or I just stand yeah. back door when I'm playing with him and he just gives me the puck somehow <laughs> through five different people and I just got a little tap in. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. So, oh, oh I know that, Jarv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I played with Seth, uh, his celebrations would start running off on me a little bit. 
I'd be like twisting my stick and playing a little guitar, a little air guitar when I snipe. Just, just to get a plus, eh? You're probably not scoring that goal. <laughs> no, I'm dumping it in, man. I was a big time. It's funny because I'm from the old school, but, you know, a lot of people, coaches, they love puck possession now, right? Coaches that love puck possession would have hated me because I love the soft you get dump. to the red line. It's like, I'm only out there to throw a soft <laughs> dump and take a run at the defenseman. Well, thanks for coming on, Pens. It's, uh, Chewy, do you have any more questions? No, I'm all good, man. Thanks for uh, sharing the time with us. Appreciate it. Uh, and uh, I don't know what took these guys so long to invite you on uh, on the podcast. Like, I, you you were way up on my list. So this is so you yeah, know I was that. trying to dodge Jared for too long. I, I couldn't do it anymore. I had to <laughs> sit at the front door giving away water bottles just so I could talk to the guy. <laughs> I appreciate you guys actually having me on, too, especially once quarantine started. I don't got much else to look forward to. So this is awesome. Awesome. All right, TP, thanks again for coming on. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. <laughs>
out of from uh, you know the championships uh, dinner, champions dinner, and take over this course this year. Who you got there, Chu? Give us a prediction. Uh, well, I don't really know. I I picked Dustin Johnson in my pool. I picked different things like that, but you know, I I really don't know who it's gonna be. Like I can't get my head around it yet. I, I probably have to watch the first round and see what the course is like. Fair enough, Jarv. You gonna watch the Masters? Hundred percent. Big golf fan, so it's already it's already on the TV this morning. Um, I I agree with you. I think I think it's somebody. I think somebody this year that's gonna win it is somebody who's played the course a number of times, knows the kind of ins and outs of it. Um, I, I hope Tiger does, but I I wouldn't mind seeing. I've been a big fan of this guy for a long time, but Paul Casey. So um, I kind of hope to see that he can do something special this year, but. Uh, no, I think it's going to be somebody who's played it a number of times, who's familiar with it, um, that's going to take it home this year. So, like, not Fuzzy Zeller? Is that somebody on in the tournament this year? No, he won it oh. way back. when He won it as a rookie. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you're a golf fan, Jerry. Well, fu- this guy's pulling out Fuzzy Zeller before I was born, probably. Well, I mean, <laughs> with a name like Fuzzy Zeller, you should know that if you're a golf fan. Nice. Well, you learned something today. I did. Right? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Gary Player. You know who that is? I know who that is, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to choose... Uh, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing Lefty. A little Phil Mickelson. I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, in the last, uh, last couple of rounds. I, I always enjoy watching his short games. So, um, you know, he's kind, of, uh, he's kind of a gambler out on the course. He kind of does crazy shots. So it's always exciting for him. But obviously, Tiger Woods... Uh, he's my number one guy that I always uh, root for. So he's getting off to a good start right here. He's, I think, minus four right now. So keep our fingers crossed that he's there on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Well, stay safe. Uh, you know, make sure if you guys need any uh, anybody to talk to or you're feeling down, you know, my number. You're so-